Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Welcome back in with the Two Robbies for a live Two Robbies podcast special, my friend. Always special, my friend, with you. Always special. Let's get into the topics. Mm. What we're going to chat about in the next 20 minutes or so. We're certainly going to talk Manchester United and Chelsea playing out to score us draw at Old Trafford. Yeah. Liverpool's comeback, win against Sheffield United. Man mm. City's worst start under Pep Guardiola after their draw at West Ham. Everton lose their first Premier League match of the season. That's what we've got coming up in today's edition of the Two Robbies podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. So first, my friend. Biggest game, certainly, of the weekend. Mm. United versus Chelsea. It ended nil-nil. Um, give us some big-picture thoughts of that. Well, big-picture thoughts I wanted to throw at you, Rob, in terms of when, when I looked at this game, I kind of felt both of these clubs are kind of vying for the same place. They want to get closer to, to the top two. Mm. They want to, you know, third is acceptable if, if you're closer to the top two, but done in different ways. France spent $300 million, so expectancy started to rise, people expecting them to, to get a bit closer. Ollie's not had that kind of money to spend, somewhere around about $80 million at, at, But more time. But, but more, time. more time. So yeah. it, it kind of balances out. And, and I was kind of thinking, who'd be happier with a nil-nil draw? I've got to kind of feel it might be Frank. Totally. You know, away from home, back-to-back clean sheets, one in Sevilla. Mm. You know, um, Edward Mendy was back in the team. Thiago Silva were back in the team. Some, some good signs. And I almost feel like... If Chelsea rein it back and, and get the clean sheets in, 
There's enough in the other areas of the pitch. There's enough that we've seen that they're going to get goals. They've got to almost start from a defensive base to make sure that's right first before they start so, going so the other let's way. let's carry on with Chelsea then. So, mm. I, you know, I understand, in fact, both teams have been heavily criticised, Rob, for their defensive frailties, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And it's understandable that both managers didn't want to lose this game. Mm. I think it's good to see, and it's encouraging for the Chelsea fans that they can get these clean sheets. Yeah. But how did Chelsea, how does Frank Lampard now yeah. think, OK, mm -hmm. we, we have the ability to shut up shop and keep it yeah. tight. Yeah. But they've got, to, they've got to do more offensively and going but, forward. But wouldn't you rather it that way than, like, yeah, oh, I, I, we're yeah. scoring those goals yeah. and we look OK? Like, we scored three goals against Southampton at home yeah. and we draw 3-3. Three, three. Well, they take one attacking player out of the side and they put in a set, another, another, another defend, defender. Yeah. Can, they put that, can they safely Go bring the another way. attacker in? <laughs> I'm not sure at the moment. I'm not sure there's the, a the centre-back partnership that's strong enough to mm. go two at the back and two full-backs. I mm. think they might have to go with, with the, three, the three at the back. Mm. I think the goalkeeper coming in is, is a big bonus for them. I mm. think he, you know, he, he looks safer. Jorgo mm. Silva. Let's mm. have a look at some yeah. Andy saves from, from the day because, you know, all condensed, they, they took a while to get him into the football club. But this save from Rashford yeah. is one I think he should make. This save, Rob, he goes a good way yeah. to go across. This one I think is brilliant. This one I think... I think if Kepa's in goal here, we're talking about a goal going in and probably saying, should he have got there or not? It's one of them, should he... Mm. With Edward Mendy, it looks to me like they've got a real number one. He looks athletic, Rob. Yeah. He looks, yeah. He's a big, big guy anyway, but some of those saves are athletic. Thiago Silva as well, I think, deserves a mention. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's pretty sure when they start Thiago Silva and, and Mendy, they've not conceded a goal. So yeah. that is the way forward. Um, it's just now building on that yeah. and, and trying to grow this young team. We talked mm. about it on the last podcast, actually, yeah. Rob, about how I feel that if there's a really good Chelsea side in there, mm. it's just going to take a little bit of time to come out. Let's talk about Manchester United yeah. because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, you know, a draw in the game which they'll take, but three home games now, Rob, no wins, which is not like the Manchester United we've known of old. You go to Old Trafford, we play there enough times, mm. you usually put against it. Mm. It's not quite the same at the moment. It, mm. The team's interesting and the setup's interesting. Now, I want to point to Paul Pogba at the moment. Okay. Last three games, the, the Newcastle... In, in Champions League and, and PSG and, the, and then this week, on the bench. Paul Pogba can't make your first no. 11. And do they look better? Do they look more, more energetic? When you've got Pogba and Jermaine Matic in midfield, mm. you have to worry about legs. You have to worry about... Pogba, Pogba's do they want to do enough Pogba, on the others? Yeah, Pogba, but does he want to? Does yeah, want to but does he want to? It's different than... Like, and Matic probably can't because of his mobility issues. So, that, so that's why you see McTominay... Fred and McTominay well, because, they can run, because they've got more legs, energy. Mm. Now, that's not what United fans want to see no. in terms of the, not going to win of the games, United way. Mm. But that's what we're seeing right now. And it's interesting to see how Pogba will react on the back of that. Big decision, though, Robbie. There's yeah. a big call in this game. Mm. Um, and it's, we're going to take a look at it right now. Yeah. It's Harry Maguire that wraps mm. his arms around Cesar Aspeliqueta in a set-piece situation. At the time, you know, the referee just saw him. You can him see there. the referee's edge yeah. of, of the box. He hasn't yeah. got a great view of this, is what we're seeing from yeah. this angle. Yeah. Of course, VAR's got every angle you yeah. want. And how he doesn't think that that's a mistake not to award a penalty and get the referee involved. Well, the referee's got to have a look at it, hasn't he? Yeah. For, for sure, the v it? VAR what? What? Have, have got to go over and say, go and have a look at it. And if he sees that, it's, it's a penalty all day. I don't think anybody can look at that and say it wasn't a penalty kick. So, in that regard, Manchester United got a little yeah. bit lucky, lucky with that one in terms of, of where they are. Hmm. Well, when you look at these two teams, Rob, and, and I say both vying for the first similar position, who do you think finishes higher? Young managers. I, 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 if, if to, performing as we'd expect, mm. Man United, 
should finish a little higher than Chelsea yeah. this season. Now, that might not happen, and those young players of Chelsea might, yeah. might really develop mm. over the next few weeks and months and get on a great run of results. But yeah. Edison Cavani came in. I was just going to mention him, yeah. And Paul Pogba shot, didn't he? Cavani. I thought they looked, United looked stronger mm. later on when they brought on the players. And Edison Cavani won't be for this podcast, but I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah. In the future, it's going to be interesting to see how effective well, he can be. Special edition yeah, because he looks like he could offer a little bit for them going forward. Let's move it on yeah. to, to the reigning champions, Liverpool. They got a two-one, got the job done two-one at Sheffield United. Had to go a goal down, uh, a penalty kick, but but got the job done. A little bit like they did midweek against Ajax. Wasn't the flowing great football we've known from Liverpool, but sort of ugly wins are important. Yeah. Scrapping wins are important, and they did that. Jogo Jota got the winning goal, which I think is important. He's coming to the squad, mm. starting to bring a little bit more. Mm. What's, what's your, your, your big take on, on this one? But it was an effort, that it mm. was a laboured victory, and, and sometimes that's absolutely OK. Yeah. Again, we've talked about it all over the weekend, that the teams playing in European football, given... The quick-fire yeah. Premier League matches yeah. as well I mean, is, is, is tiring. Klopp had a lot to say about it, didn't he, before yeah, he's the game? he's not happy he's, about he's it. He's really not happy with the fixtures. Yeah. But, I mean, got to get on with it. But, but it's, it's a nice sign when your team yeah. can find a way yeah. to up its game because mm. they were very flat at the start. Mm. I, I, I still... You've, you're a big fan of Jordan Henderson. Yeah. And when yeah. he's out there, you mm. do get a sense that he'll try and pull the team together a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Mm. You know, he's balling for the first goal, mm. etc. So he's really important. And they raise their game enough to get the goals needed to win the match. The, b- the big sort of talking points were the goalkeeper, Adrian, everybody thought was playing. We were surprised mm. that Alisson was back in. We were here in a few days, training was back in. Mm. Obviously, missing Virgil van Dijk. It's going to be for the majority, if not all, of the season. And Fabinho played in that role um, at, the, at the weekend. Mm. And, and how do you think that went? Is that, is that well, something long-term? I, I like it. Right, mm. and he started off shaky, and yeah. there was a big, big call, mm. the penalty the shout with Fabinho. Yeah. Now, mm. I, I went through it in different angles, Robbie Earl, on yeah. the show. You mm. weren't there, I think, yeah. at that moment. I, what, yeah. you, you talk us through it and, and see wh- whether you think this is the, is the right call for a penalty. Well, it's a challenge that he doesn't need to make, first of all, I don't think. What do you mean? I don't think he needs to Why not? go die... Because what's the day? Why does he have to win that ball, go to ground and win that ball? Well, it's an opponent that's entering the... the I'm, be I'm saying... He sees the ball he there. He see the ball he, and he gets enough of the ball that I don't think is a penalty kick. But I think, I think if that's Virgil van Dijk, he doesn't make that challenge. I think a more experienced, somebody who understands that role a little bit better, doesn't go to ground and doesn't give the referee a chance to give that penalty kick. So, that, so for you, that there is a little window into Correct. what you might see if he can use Correct. Play that. It, that's a. Remember, we talked about Fernandinho a few times when he played for Man City, yeah. and, and he's a midfield player who can make those challenges in midfield. If that's halfway up the pitch, it's not a big problem. If that's edge of the box as it was today, it, it, it's different. And there was another well, one later on yeah. when Oli Burke came. came Correct. With Based down the side, didn't Fabinho he? just thought yeah. he could he could challenge. And again, exactly. to your point, mm. it's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. You've got to be really sure because if you get beat there, which mm. he was, uh, actually Gomez came and made a block. Yeah, there, he got a that's, block. A, that's a reasonable point. But mm. they will take that. Sheffield yeah. United continue to struggle. Rob, a quick word on Sheffield United. Are they this season's Watford when nobody expected no. them to, no. to, to be down no. there from the no. start and they stayed down there? No, because they've got a manager who won't allow that. They've got a good group of players. I think they'll create enough chances. Rian Brewster's gone there, will get goals, obviously, uh, against his former club. So, now I've got, I've got plenty of confidence in Chris Wilder, that group mm. of players. that they'll, they'll Listen, they might not be top off this time, but I don't think they'll be in the bottom three. Mm. Let's move it on. Mm. Manchester City, Rob. Um, mm. 
Worrying times. I mean, the worst start for City under Pep yeah. Guardiola. Yeah. Um, no sign of him signing a new contract. Is this... And this is the big question, isn't it? Is this Man City project under Pep Guardiola starting to feel like it's run its course? It's, By the way, they are favourites to win the Premier League right now. Yeah, so it, I'm it, just throwing it, out it, there. These moments of frustration that we're seeing, they're not as ruthless. They're not killing teams off in the manner that they were. There doesn't quite look the same hunger and drive that we've seen when title-winning seasons, where this team were just ruthless, just went for the, for the jugular from the, from the very start. The big question is, is, does Pep want to be with this football club? Does he want to rebuild? And whatever rebuild might be, two or three players change system, do, has he got the energy and the drive to go again? Because if he has... They'll be successful. Do you think he'll want to go again and yeah, wait for the yeah. transition and wait for well, the new well, where players? Well, where does he go? Where does he go? Back well, there's to a There's another yeah, club sort of taking him I don't go, think go he's in Italy. In Italy. I'm not sure he's that guy. I think... Let's, he has let's, been that guy, though, Rob. Yeah, he's been that guy every, he, everywhere he's been. He's done a really good job, and then he goes on to the next project and the next one, and there may be another one. OK, I'll ask you. If he decides he wants to stay, just just bear with me for this, is he good enough to do it, then? Of course he's good enough. Exactly. So that's the point. And Manchester City know that. So if Manchester City know that, they're not going to just allow him to go. He's not going to get the same riches he gets when he goes to Italy or if he goes back to Spain. But how many players need to come in? What sort of... Is it a rebuild really job? This, is it a couple of players? Three or four? Three or I'm four, not saying a rebuild, but people, no, are, saying people are saying a rebuild. Three or four players changes this, Rob. Three and or the, four and the other players are, are, are yeah. happy to, to... are still with him? You're telling and me Ryan Sterling is still committed. Kevin De Bruyne is still excited? committed. Jesus, are they, they, might they, need to go... They're as excited to work under Pep. Is I think so. I, think every, I don't, I don't think every special? result we can go, oh, all of a sudden, oh, that's Pep, oh, he's losing the drive, oh, they win a game, oh, it's OK. I'm, I'm just saying that he's bought uh, Ruben Diaz, 23 years of age. You, you can build around him. Nathan Ake, you can build. There's enough building blocks there, Rob, with, with the right support. It's, it's about does he want to go again with this football club? We'll find out in the next yeah. few weeks and months because he will be expected to sign an extension to his contract mm. and know the continuity is going to be there. Let's give a little bit of credit to West Ham Absolutely. Football Club, by the Absolutely. way, and David Moyes, who, who took the lead, who had a game plan, who looked like they weren't scared of, of playing. And every week on, on our um, podcast, Mr Muster, we always have an underappreciated player yeah, of the week. We and yeah. my player is going to be Mikel Antonio of West Ham United, who will never win PFA Player of the Year and will never probably win Player of the Season. But you know what, Rob? He doesn't have to give you absolutely I'd, I'd everything to, I'd he's got. I'd love to play with him, He yeah. has got 11 goals since the start of Project Restart, which was last June. Only Harry Kane's got more. He uses his size and strength to, to bully defenders. He uses his skill and speed to, to get in behind. And he's a perfect model of what David Moyes needs to establish where he needs to get back to. Have you changed your... Thought process on David Moyes. If it's a special I'm podcast. Gonna bring it being up. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you were, you're always unsure about. I was being unsure, the right guy. and in fairness, hands up, he's done a better job than I thought. Let me tell you why I think he's done a better job, and it goes to your point where you talk about artists and soldiers, usually the creative types and the worker types. What he's found and got is players who have artist kind yeah. of quality, mm. but with the real soldier mentality. So I'll put. Jared Bowen, yeah. I put Mikel Antonio, I put Declan Rice, I put Suchek, Suchek mm. put Soufal, put Creswell. All of a sudden, yeah. Diop. Good There's a group of players with a good attitude who are David Moyes type of players. And I say, give David Moyes type of players, he'll get you results. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Gold for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris... Anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Okay, next match. Wasn't a brilliant match. Mm. Southampton versus Everton. Yeah. Um, Southampton won 2-0. We will give them a ton of credit in a minute, by the way, because yeah. I really enjoyed, yeah. really enjoyed the way that they played. Mm. But obviously Everton fans were getting excited and we were yeah, getting excited and, we were. and there's some great additions and great new signings, the football and some of the, you know, it's just dropped a little bit last couple of yeah. weeks. To be expected, disappointed, yeah. to be expected. To it's interesting that Ancelotti after the game sort of said, listen, after what is it, six games, we're top of the table, we would have taken this from day one. He mm. just sort of cooled everybody down a bit and not have too much disappointment. Mm. Of course he, he would have wanted one. I think it was a bit disappointed that his team didn't really play well, that they were outplayed uh, I thought out thought the energy was bad. I thought they were out coached in some way by by Ralph Hasenhurtl. Mm. The Charleston is a miss. Is a miss. Yeah, is a big miss. Seamus Coleman is a miss. Seamus right Coleman back. just giving you what you know that drive and, and enthusiasm from fullback position. They weren't at their sparkling best, and I suppose the, the, the biggest thing I would say is, you know, Calvert-Lewin, I think, had 17 touches of the ball. Danny Ings, on the other side, had 56. It was a day when they just didn't quite get it going in the manner they have when we've seen them play well. Yeah, I mean, Southampton Football Club, wow. Mm. Uh, Ralph Hasenhurtl has had some big defeats that we know, yeah. and the reaction from those has been fantastic. Mm. I really enjoyed the way that it's seen playing right now. The front two players, Danny Ings and Shea Adams, were lively. Listen, and we're going to get super technical, but four-two-two-two is yeah. something that, yeah. that's, that he does, yeah. and it's the wide wingers basically that play so narrow mm. that they can outnumber you. And I thought that worked brilliantly today against Everton. And the way that Ings played, Rob, yeah. we you know we've talked about Harry Kane and dropping deep into a, things, yeah. and, and and Danny Ings doing the same thing. Mm. I just thought they were excellent, and not only with the ball but without the ball. Yeah. You know, that pressing, mm. the way they win the ball back. Everton didn't find it very easy to, to get their passing game going, mainly because Southampton's pressure, pressing was, was very, very One good. One thing that got you a little bit upset yeah. this weekend, mate, I, was the, the Lucadinho I mean, red I card, wrong? wasn't it? Yeah. No, you're not wrong. And, and you've seen it from a player's point of view that Lucadinho just tries to hold up, get, get in contact with, with Walker Peters. He, he, his foot gets the back of his ankle and he gets a record. And it's mm. almost like we know what the, the laws are. We understand that. But the, you know, understand the game as well. Understand that those things happen yeah. in the game.
game. And it's a shame that Lucadini is possibly going to miss three, 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 games. three games. I yeah. think they are going to appeal it. So it'll be mm. interesting to see if, if VAR looks at it or in the FA look at well, it. Well, the FA might different... look at it, but I, I can't see how mm. it can be overturned. You've got a referee that, that looked at it. You've got VAR. That's why these appeals are going to... Mm. Going to... I just think it's a little harsh when a player is running... Yeah. And it was accidental that is. We saw Kamara on Eze, didn't we, in the Fulham Palace yeah, game? Was, a very again, similar situation yeah, so in VAR you know, yeah. records again. Let's talk about the last the game we, we've yeah. just watched, mate. Arsenal nil, Leicester City one. Leicester getting the job done, courtesy of Jamie Vardy, and you'd have to say a perfect plan by Brendan mm. Rodgers. Yeah, when we saw the lineup, and I did the Leicester City mm. lineup, and, and you, we get them here, and, and we try and figure out how they're going to play. We're looking at last week and other games, mm. and. And no striker was the first thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, OK, Brennan Rodgers, and, and we know we've mm. spoke to him a little bit about yeah. his philosophy. Yeah. And he tried to frustrate Arsenal with possession mm. and lots of midfield players. Yeah. And, and to a certain degree, it worked in the first half. But second half, the plan was always going to be yeah. to bring on Jamie Vardy. On. Under as well, the new sign that's from Roma. Yeah. Um, came into the match as well and combined perfectly mm. for the winning goal. It was like, it was like 2016, wasn't it? With yeah. The way that yeah. Leicester kind of won the ball back, the long ball over the top, and they scored the goal. Really good play from Leicester City. But Arsenal, Rob, and, and, and defensively, mm. before we get just in general, Granit Xhaka yeah. was asked to play as yeah. a defender, as yeah. a left-sided centre-back, change the yeah. system and stuff, which happens yeah. all the time. It, is he good enough to continue as a, as a starting player, whether it's a defensive yeah. role? Yeah. When you see moments of, of lack of concentration... Mm that costs his team. And it was clever play from under. Yeah, you know, yeah he but, goes but one way. caught under the ball, ball and he's in behind. That was the reason they lost. I mean, look through past podcasts, Robin, I've said the same. And he, he has improved and he's been more responsible. Mm. But if you're talking for Arsenal about getting where they want to get to, Granit Jack is not going to be good enough. And, and there might be one or two others in that. Mustafi comes on, Rob, late on. Really, is not good enough. What, what, yeah, he got caught, need. didn't he? He, he got, got caught, caught out by, by Jamie Vardy, yeah, a little straight run and then behind it. And, and that's part of... The project, that's part of the work that needs to happen. There's going to need to be upgrades through Winders to get this, this team better. When you look at Liverpool, when you look at Manchester, Manchester City, mm. Arsenal aren't there yet. No, but there's progress that's been made. Mm. Really interesting time now for Mikel Arteta. A little bit of, of kind of, I won't say negativity. Did, but, he, but... did he overcomplicate the front line? We saw this last weekend where mm, William played this kind of unusual yeah, front yeah. position and Aubameyang was one side and Pepe coaches, came in. Coaches like to try I, I things and mix things up. And, you know, if, if, if Aubameyang scores from there, we say it. But I know what you mean. It's sometimes nice just to have a few things set, isn't it? They know that Aubameyang's out there. Mm. They know that he's going to come in, come in on, on his right foot and, and cause a problem. Mm. Here's a question for you, Robin Musto. Oh, a big no. question before we move on, because you know I like a big question. Oh, no, what? You own a football club with some I'd good like young players. You'll own a Premier League football club. You have a chance to have one manager. Do you take Mikel Arteta? Do you take Brendan Rodgers? I take Brendan Rodgers. I really like what Arteta's doing, yeah. but he's still a work in progress. Mm. He's still learning mm. at, at, at what he's doing right now. And, and I think everybody's enjoyed what he's done right now. Mm. But Brendan Rodgers, I thought this was going to be a really difficult season yeah. to ask this young team, again. they lost yeah. one of their yeah. best players in Ben Chilwell, mm. to go again yeah. and to show me you're still motivated, to show me you can get near that top four again, which they did for so much part of the last season. So that would be my answer. Mm. What about you? Agree. So, same answer, just a bit more proof. Anybody else in the league that you'd rather have with a bunch of young players? 
I like Graham Potter, but again, not, not proven yet. And Brendan Rodgers would be, would be my pick. I mean, some people, Rebecca Lowe in particular, is saying that if Pep went, Brendan Rodgers to Manchester City. I'll just leave that one out yeah, there. Oh, lovely. lovely. Let's move it on to uh, a final game from this weekend. Uh, Aston Villa nil, Leeds 3, Patrick Bamford, Hampford, hat-trick. I know you're very, very up on these warm and cosy leads so at the my, moment. So it's my, my turn for the underappreciated performer and let's get a little bit of footage here of, of Patrick Bamford, a player that's been at my old club. We both said at half-time, by the way. Uh, should he we, really... Yeah, we, should he, yeah we, we, we weren't sure because this is how it started for him and, <laughs> and this Leeds team, I, I couldn't love any more at the moment. The energy and the drive and the attacking nature and Bamford that was in the first half, had two good chances to score. We wondered if there might be a change but you know what? The manager stuck with him and yes, please, I'll take one of those, a little mm -hmm. tap-in from a few yards out. That is special. And he's got a little bit about him, Rob. Yeah. He's got a little bit about him, this kid. And that, again, is, is brilliant ability. And mm. um, for what he might lack in physicality and power and mm. aggressiveness, he kind of makes up for it in really good feet, delicate skills, really good finish of that, that left foot, and he gets his hat-trick. And, and I'd say... He has been, and he will be, maybe, for a while, mm. underappreciated because yeah. he has got mm. more talent... Well, six in six now, than, isn't he? More talent yeah. than people give him credit for. Marcelo Bielsa, I mean, has been outstanding. I mean, they're a great watch. Every time we've got a Leeds game, we're, we're watching the system, we're watching the player, we're watching the driver. Mm. I want to throw one at you, because he, he, you know, Pep's a disciple of, of Bielsa. Could that, could that get tiring for Leeds players? That, that Bielsa drive every day, the way they run, the way they... I mean, they outrun teams, they outwork teams. Which ain't Pep's message gets so far, and you can only motivate. Could, could that happen to Leeds and Bielsa? Could they run out of steam in a 38-game season? It's going to be that, compact. That, that has to be the only concern, the main concern. Mm, because mm. the way that they're... We know they're the top of the stats charts yeah, in terms of yeah. distance covered and, mm. and sprint speeds yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And watching them play against Aston Villa, we were a little bit like, wow. Yeah, fearless, it, aren't was it? It was 3-0. Yeah, and in the 95th minute... Yeah, they were trying to get were four, five, five players or six players that were flying forward. forward to Ridiculous, try to score. Yeah. You know, the team never knows when to stop playing its mm. way. So yeah. it'll always try and score yeah. goals. 2-0 goes forward for more goals. 3-0, yeah, yeah. continues to go forward. They ran all over Aston Villa, mm. give them a little bit of a, a reality check in some ways. But I just, I just admire the way it's going. And... Could the players physically struggle? Yeah. yeah. Mm. They might, but they, they've known last year they've been yeah. the fittest team Beat in the championship. The squad, Maybe he, that's the sort of player that he mm -hmm. makes sure he goes for, somebody that's really, really fit. I think Just like the... me, I'd have been brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think they've shown us, though, Rob, that you can come out of, of the championship and if you have a plan... If you work hard, if you if you dedicate to what you do, mm. you, they they aren't going to have they ain't going to have a problem going down, are they? Uh, I, absolutely not. They've been brilliant, Rob. A brilliant addition. It is early, um, but I tell you what, they have made the Premier League a, a better place and a better watch. We must know I'm quite liking special podcasts without yeah, a right. without a, a certain right. lady. I mean, we'll be back on Wednesday, October the 28th. We'll have a podcast on the Champions League, all the teams playing in Europe's major. Competitions, and we'll also look forward to match week seven in the Premier League, the big game Manchester United and Arsenal at Old Trafford. That's one that both of them will be looking to win. And as a special treat, stay tuned because we're going to show the recent chat that our Tim Howard had with Marcus Rasmus. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. It's a good night from me, and it's a good night from him. Good, good night. night. Marcus, I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. Um, 
let's jump in and start with the important stuff, shall we? <laughs> um, look, you managed to campaign the UK government on behalf of 1.3 million children so that they can claim free school meal vouchers and not go hungry. If you would, take me back to what initially drove you to get involved in such an honourable mission. Um, you know, for me, it was probably one of the most difficult times I've had um, since I've been in the first team. Um, I was out injured, obviously, with my back. Um, but when you when you do your back, you, there's literally nothing you can do. You can't do no gym work. You just have to sit in your house all day on bone healing machines. And um, I just started reading, like reading different books and um, just learning about things that I've I've not gone into before in my life. So um, this was something that I'd tried to do some work on a few years when I was about 18, um, and then probably done it in. Um, not the most effective way. So I just started speaking to my brothers on, on the phone and we was going through possible ways to, to make it more effective, um, to make it better than we did the last time. And um, for that, you know, six weeks or so that I was, you know, doing nothing, it was um, like almost a motivational thing for me. And it was something that when, when I started the first phone call with my brother, I wanted to, you know, get to the end of it and have a have a plan going into, um, you know, when we're speaking to to people about making change. I wanted a plan of of what was going to happen and what was going to happen next. During the pandemic, with schools closed, the UK government offered meals or food vouchers to low-income families whose children were eligible for free school meals. However, earlier this month, the government made an announcement that the scheme would not be extended through the summer holidays. So on Sunday, Rashford took it upon himself to write an open letter to politicians asking them to rethink their decision. In the letter, Rashford explained his upbringing, saying he was raised by his mum alone, who worked full-time, earning minimum wage to put food on the table. As a family, he said they relied on breakfast clubs, free school meals and the kind actions of neighbours. And he said that the system, quote, was not built for families like mine. Rashford added that this issue is not about politics but humanity and he ended his lengthy letter by pleading for the government to, quote, make the U-turn and make protecting the lives of some of our most vulnerable a top priority. Well, in response to Marcus's letter, the government said on Monday that the initiative would end as planned once the school year was over. So they basically said no to him, but he continued to campaign, as you can see here from this tweet. We aren't beaten yet, he said. And would you believe it, on Tuesday of this past week, the government in England changed its mind and extended the programme throughout the summer. Rashford reacted to the news on his Twitter account, telling members of Parliament, this was never about me or you. This was never about politics. This was a cry out for help from vulnerable parents all over the country, and I simply provided a platform for their voices to be heard. I stand proud today, knowing that we have listened and we have done what is right. There is still a long way to go, but I am thankful to you all that we have given these families just one less thing to worry about tonight. The well-being of our children should always be a priority. Well, it's, I tell you what, it's incredibly commendable what you're doing. It's, it's as I said, it's, it's incredibly honorable. Um, the next one's a bit of a loaded question. <laughs> you know, you just received an MBE, uh, which uh, to our audience is a member of the British Empire, honor from Queen Elizabeth. Walk me through, what does that mean to you and your family? Because I know how important family is to you. Yeah, it's just a, a hugely proud moment, you know. Um, it's something that growing up you never, you never thought about, you never 
even dreamed about because it was something that just seemed way out of reach. Um, and you know, it was never actually a like a goal of mine when I was when I was younger. Um, and it's just something that in our household we never really spoke about. Um, you know, then people seemed um, like so far and so above where we were at. Then that it was there was no point really speaking about it. And um, obviously, it's just makes my mum very proud. Um, my family are proud of me, and I'm just happy that it's actually getting the MBE has actually you know forwarded the the campaign because since pe- people have seen that I've got one, um, they want to find out why, and then they they end up buying into the the campaign and which for me is is brilliant because it means that they're helping more more families um and they're only they're only small donations but trust me they they add up and they make a, a huge difference to the people that need it yeah they sure do add up and um again the, the numbers are staggering and then i have no doubt your family's incredibly proud of you as they should be uh, it was it, interestingly enough i was reading recently that uh, a seven-year-old boy wrote this letter expressing that you you inspired him uh, and i was reading a couple of weeks ago from your stance like, how important is it for you to be more than just an athlete, more than just a footballer? You're now a worldwide role model. Is that something that you that you embrace? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, for me, it's about just showing them an an option of what they can do if they want to do it. They don't they don't have to do it. They could do other things, which is which is brilliant. Um, but the as long as people don't just take things for granted. Um, and they don't just, um, it's very easy to just live your life and, you know, forget about the, the outside world because, you know, as a footballer, everything's just so busy. You're, you're travelling all the time. But for me, it just wasn't using that as an excuse not to do something that I'm passionate about. Um, and, yeah, like, like you say, it, it sets them a good good example and, um, you know, hopefully more people can use the, the platforms, you know, in, a, in an effective way because... It's yeah. Social media is a, a fun place, um, but for me, it is a it is a platform to to help people. Okay. Yeah. So has anyone got any questions for me? Go on, I'll let you go first. Man City, Man United, three one. Will we be used for you on the phone? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Thank you to, to all you kids for, for coming here and giving me the questions. And if anyone wants a picture and stuff, that's okay. To show people, especially from where I come from, like the, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, there's lots of different uses for social media, but I've just used it in a way that I believe in. Good. Yeah. And as you said, there's there's some good that can come out of social media, and I think you're. I think you're using it well, and it, it was nice to see that letter. Speaking of role models, I'm, I'm going to talk about a rumor here. Uh, I, I had read somewhere that you you once pulled on a Tim Howard jersey and some gloves down at the cliff and dove around. Listen, please tell me that's not true. Why would you ever want to be me? That's amazing. <laughs> no, um, yeah, when I was when I was younger, because my brother's actually a goalkeeper. Um, well, he used to be a goalkeeper. So when I was younger, um, you know, he was obviously someone that I, I looked up to, and I actually done I done a year in that. Um, yeah, and, and that year you was playing well for United, so you was one of my favourite favourite keepers. Um, and yeah, I had a Tim Howard 24 jersey um, and a pair of gloves. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's the story behind that. 
You got it right, man. You got it right. I, if I, I, I'm desperate to be where you are. So just you picked the right thing. I'm glad you dabbled a little bit in goalkeeping, but man, stick to what you're doing. Um, speaking of that shirt, I, I, I've worn it and felt the pressures of playing for such a massively globally recognized club. Surely you feel pressure and responsibility when you pull that shirt on. What does it mean to represent Man United? Yeah, for me, the, the pressure is a, a good thing. Um, it shows you at a, a massive club that has massive expectations, um, which, you know, for me, coming through the academy, I've, I've been around it my whole life, so I've seen how people deal with them pressures, um, how some people haven't dealt with the pressures, and I sort of, I understand it. Um, it's it's a lot easier for me to, to go out and perform, and it's been like that since since uh, since the first pull on the shirt, and it's something that I'm, you know, very passionate about, obviously playing playing for Man United, and you know, whether there's, there's pressure or no pressure, if you're passionate about something, you're going to give it your, your best shot. Yeah, I mean, listen, it clearly shows the pride you wear the shirt with, and clearly because you've come to the academy, you, it's, in, it's in your fabric, so um, well done. Look, I, it obviously hasn't been the start of the season. Anybody associated with the club would have won it. I, I understand that. In your opinion, what do you think needs to happen so that you can change this and turn around quickly? Um, for me, we have, we have to come together. Um you know, when we're, when we're in good moments, everyone speaks well about Man United, but there's still people that speak bad about Man United. Um, and when, when you're in a bad moment, everybody will speak bad about Man United because at the end of the day, it's the, it's the biggest club in the world and um, that's what people want to do. So for me, you have to use this as, as motivation and then just block the rest of it out because at the end of the day, it's all just, just noise and... We know 100% when we can't play our best football every single game, um, but we have to find a, a consistency. So even if we're not on our best day, we still go out there and beat teams. But the main thing is that we do it together. We do it as one. Um, that way we can find a lot better consistency, which is what the teams struggled with. Um, a lot really, we've showed glimpses that we can be a, a great team. And then, you know, the next week we've we've not played nowhere near that level, but we've not won. It's you know, for me, it's it's okay to to um, not play as well, but you still have to keep the the standards high and and find a way to win games, and that's that's one hundred percent the next step for us. And you know, once you win two or three games, you start to get that winning feeling back amongst the team. You know what it's like when you've when you've won, you know, two, three, four, five games on the bounce. You you start to have that feeling amongst you that even if it's not your day, you're still gonna gonna go out there and win the game, and regardless of who plays well, who plays bad, you're going to win the game as, as a team. Yeah, Amen to that. Listen, I, I've taken enough of your time, Marcus. I am a massive fan of you on and off the field. I Go well this weekend, travel safe, and look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you. See you soon. field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.